today we're putting the Russian suicide bomber on my couch, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist, and your terrorist therapist. I'm here to help you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Well, so many, <laughs> so many suicide bombers, so many podcasts. I think I need to get so many couches. Um, uh, that's dark humor. Obviously, there is nothing to really laugh about as the uh, rate of terror attacks is increasing in front of our eyes. I mean, no sooner had I talked about uh, the London terror attack and put him, the terrorist, on my couch, uh, Khalid Massoud, than um, now we have Akbarjan Jalilov. And uh, my, <laughs> my excuses to his family, if that's not pronouncing it correctly. Um, as you probably know, there was just this past week um, an attack in the metro in Russia in St. Petersburg. And the terrorist uh, is 23 years old. He came from the mainly Muslim former Soviet Republic of Kyr Kyrgyzstan. And little is known really, you know, as a psychiatrist, I want to know everything what his first word was. <laughs> of course, that would be in Russian, but um what uh how mainly really um how how his parents treated him when he was growing up um and what were the seeds that were planted in his life that uh that brought him to this day you know the one of the ironies or one of the things that you have to ponder is that he just had a birthday he was born on April 1st, 1995, so he turned 22 just two days before he became a suicide bomber. So let's look at what we do know. Um, I think it had to be a little bit more than he didn't have a happy birthday, but um, because obviously he was planning, he was building the bombs before two days. Um, but so let's look at what we do know. Um, you know, there, people aren't really saying that much about him. We, um, we know that when he was 16, he moved with his uh, family to Russia. He, he, his, it was uh, his father who was able to get him, um, to get, he filed the papers or whatever to get him to come there. He moved with his father to work in St. Petersburg several years ago. Um, he worked with his father as what's called a panel beater in a car repair shop. And he also worked for about a year in a chain of sushi restaurants. He was a fan of sambo, which is a form of martial arts that's popular in Russia. Uh, he, there's Facebook in Russia is called VK. And he was quite a Facebook fan. <laughs> there are a lot of photographs. Um, you can, and, and the things that he posted were really pretty benign and really pretty uh, typical for someone of, who came from where he came from and who was his age. Um, there, were, there were things posted of babies and smiling. <laughs> really uh, nothing that would 
foreshadow what he ultimately did, except that he had links to a website in Russian called I Love Islam and another called islamhouse.com, which said it is aimed to help people get to know Islam. But there's no link, direct link that has been found yet to ISIS or Al Qaeda. Um, and he does also on this Facebook page have links to a site featuring the sayings of Muhammad ibn Abd al Wahhab. <laughs> Again, my pronunciation might be a little off. And this man, Muhammad, was an 18th century preacher on whose teachings Wahhabism is based. And that is, that is the uh, form of religion that he believed in, but no one has said uh, that he was a fanatic in terms of his religion. And his photographs, again, on, his, on the Russian um, Facebook, it shows him wearing stylish Western outfits. He was shown in a restaurant, pictures of him in a restaurant with friends, and he was smoking a hookah pipe. <laughs> that We don't know how frequently he did that, and perhaps um, that is contributed in any case to um, if he did that frequently and if I know there is a lot of controversy about just how what how much of a psychological effect uh, smoking the hookah pipe has but I'm just saying just saying that could have contributed to if he did do that a lot to his um, sort of being a little bit of out of touch with reality uh, or being um, somewhat in his own world as he plotted this uh, suicide mission. Now, um, let me let me also uh, tell you some other things. You know, they're, they're, it's coming out in spurts. All of these little descriptions. For example, he was. People have said that he was an obedient boy. He was a common, these are quotes, uh, a common guy, an adequate person. Can you imagine? <laughs> you kill yourself and you're called, or you die, and you called, you're called an adequate person. I mean, that's enough to... Uh, um, then he, um, he was, you, you probably have seen pictures of him, or you certainly can on the internet. If you look on the internet, there are particularly, there's a picture of, um, of him in the metro right before the bombing. And he looks just like, you know, if you saw him on the metro, you wouldn't have thought anything of it. Um, he, he also left a bag. Not only was there the bomb that exploded in one metro car that killed him, and others, but he uh, also had left a bag with another bomb at a different metro station. And depending upon what you read or hear, uh, that has been described as having failed to detonate. And other reports say that the um, that it was um, diffused by the authorities, which I guess are not uh, mutually exclusive explanations, but. But it was thought that uh, that bomb wasn't made carefully enough or uh, to, to have been able to detonate. And then they found DNA samples from him on that bag. So that's how they knew that that bomb was also from this same suicide bomber. Um, he, 
he moved to St. Petersburg in 2011. Um, he, his family, I mean, this is part of what I think was the problem. Um, his family moved back to his native town of Osh in Kyrgyzstan. And he was alone in St. Petersburg at the time that he, he didn't move back to live with his family, although he went back and I'll, it's thought that that his, the month or so that he just recently spent in February, um, he went back and spent a month or so. And um, it is thought that that is when he was radicalized. Uh, he has been, interestingly, he's been described as his parents' neighbors said that he had, quote, deft fingers and could do any work very well. Uh, certainly that was true as far as his being able to put the bomb together other than the one that didn't explode. Uh, when he was a teenager, he worked at an auto body repair shop where he was much appreciated. He also renovated and equipped the house in Osh where his, family's, where, he's, where his family currently lives. His father attended a mosque on Fridays, but none of the family wasn't really thought to be fanatics, none of them. Um, he, when he, when he moved to St. Petersburg, uh, his father had been living and working there already for a few years. So there was this separation between, um, he and his father and his mother, his parents, um, be, between St. Petersburg and the town that, that he grew up in. And, um, you know, it's, it, there isn't anything so far clear that these separations had to do with any family discord, but perhaps even just the loneliness that he felt when he was on his own contributed to his becoming radicalized. Uh, again, he's worked as a cook at a sushi delivery ch chain. He made sushi skillfully. Uh, he attended a sports club for mixed martial arts and subscribed to some martial arts groups on Facebook, the Russian Facebook book. Um, you know, one of the things that's, that's really pretty uh, striking is the photos of his mother and father coming to St. Petersburg to identify his body. And they really do look um, shocked that their son, I mean, this isn't one of the, this isn't an example, as so many terrorists have been in the past, this, you know, where their family, their the wife or the or the family says, oh, you know, um, where they say that they didn't know anything, but really where it's obvious that they did, like the wife of the Orlando uh, uh, terrorist, Omar Mateen. Clearly she did know, and I've talked about that in a previous podcast, she did know what was going on. But his parents really do seem <laughs> to be surprised. Um, he, his aunt, uh, said that it came as a surprise to his family. And she said her nephew had never been too religious. Quote, he was a boy who was wearing ripped jeans, unquote. He was, quote, the most obedient, unquote, among the three children in the family. You know, it is always, I, I wonder if you um, think about that too, when we see pictures or uh, read about terrorists, past terrorists, people who have committed terrorist attacks. Uh, and there are pictures of them in Western dress where they look 
uh, not like we, you know, the stereotypical view of what we expect a terrorist to look like, but not just that, but where they also um, have a life that is a typical Western kind of life. And so, you know, they're built, they're um, blowing things up and want to destroy the West, typically. I, I know this was Russia, but just kind of in general, um, they, they supposedly um, uh, dismiss Western culture as being awful, and yet they clearly show signs of having enjoyed aspects of it. Now, it's the, the question is the fatal trip home. Um, he, he, he visited, as I said, his uh, Kyrgyzstan in February, and they're thinking that that's when he might have been radicalized. Now, again, that's when he, where he came, went back to see, uh, presumably to see his family. And he is, uh, someone has said, or people have said that he, quote, came back as a totally different person. He became short-spoken and reserved. And um, his mother, when his mother arrived in St. Petersburg, and she was asked whether she believed that her son was the suicide bomber, she said, I don't believe it. Now, you know, some of that, of course, is denial, but um, I mean, and yes, and isn't that the case? Like what I was talking about, well, what I have talked about before in regard to other uh, terrorists, that, I mean, except for the ones where the family does, where the spouse, for example, does know, like Omar Mateen's, um, that is so true, not just with terrorists, but with um, other people that, that when it is authentic, that the parents have missed the signs, that you just kind of scratch your head um, because you, I, I, it just really um, makes me furious because whether it's in regard to someone being a terrorist or just someone being sort of a common murderer or um, committing some other kind of common crime, you know, if the parents have paid attention to these early signs in their child, then these atrocities, terrorist or otherwise, wouldn't have happened. Now, um, in the, what's interesting about this attack in Russia and what's worrying uh, for Russia is that it is not, it, it wasn't kind of a typical uh, kind of terrorist attack. They, they have had terrorist attacks before, but this 